Hello, and welcome to Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. I'm Susie Parker Goins channel, so I bring Divine through to talk to you to help you establish a relationship with your guides so you can move forward. I'm an energy healer, Reiki master, past life explorer and healer, and a teacher. I post all my links in the description box for podcasts, financial support, and my contact information. I thank you all for the support you show me. It gives me the resources and encouragement to continue developing and, un and uploading more content like this. So in the ideal world, I upload meditations on Mondays and my thoughts on metaphysical topics and techniques on Thursdays. I try, <laughs> at least. I am available for online and phone sessions. Contact me for current pricing, availability, and any upcoming online events that I'll be at. The best way to contact me is at email, is through my email at suzypgoins at gmail.com. Of course, that's going to be in the description box. So Monday was a meditation for clearing energy, setting boundaries, and talking to your spirit guides about protection. And then today what I want to do is to continue talking. I'll continue what I talked about last Thursday, which was about the different types of empaths emotional, physical or medical, a geomantic or place empath, plant, animal, claircognizant or intuitive empath, and a hayoka. And I also touched on some of the traits to be on the lookout for, such as how crowds affect you. You have empathy for other people's experiences. People will come out of the blue to tell you their life story. Some people will take advantage of your good heart. You can be sensitive to external stimulus. You can feel and even take on physical pain of another. There's a compulsion to fix everybody else's problems. A lot of times you feel like you don't fit in. You like to spend a lot of time alone. And in some cases you can tell if somebody is lying. Let me... Hold on, let me clarify one thing first. Being an empath is not a bad thing. You're not weak. You're not crazy. You, you're an empath with abilities a lot of people don't have. Now, as far as empathy is concerned, we could all stand to spend more time understanding other people and their experiences. Tuning into our environments. But what I really want you to go away with here, and if this is all you get out of this, I'm okay. But I want you to know that as an empath, you are allowed to set boundaries. Your ability doesn't have to drain you to the point of any sort of exhaustion. Now, boundaries are a good thing to put in place for everyone. I have met some empaths who say they want to experience all the feelings. That they don't mind feeling all the feels. I don't agree with that. But I certainly don't judge you if you feel that way. However, I would ask you to examine the reasoning behind that thinking. Why you would want to take everybody else's stuff on. I mean, my question would be, is there some sort of internal issue that you're avoiding? by allowing, allowing everybody else in. 
I mean, yeah, trauma can cause a person to shut down emotionally and physically in so many levels. And I do encourage you to seek out help if your trauma is what is holding you back. So, now, how does an empath manage? What kind of skills or tools can you learn to navigate this life? Are there pitfalls to be on the lookout for? Well, first and foremost, I encourage you to pay attention to how you're feeling at any given moment. If you're able to catch an external influence early, then it won't be so hard to mitigate later on. Some things to look for is, you know, how do you feel? Is your anxiety kicking in? Or do you have a sense that somebody over there is off somehow? Do you feel drained after events? Pay attention. What do you sense? Look at the emotion or the situation, environment, whatever. Look at it from every angle and use discernment to figure out where the feeling is coming from. Discernment is a great skill to develop for your life in general. It allows you to determine, to determine the source of an emotion or an energy. You can use discernment when figuring out which guide is coming through. You know, tap into it. It's like, is that Michael energy? Is that Mother Mary energy? Or is it, oh, is it that intergalactic who's flying by and checking in? You use discernment when figuring out if the guide is good for you. If you need to talk to them. You can even use discernment to decide if that food or that thing is good for you. <laughs> that can also play out as applied kinesiology or muscle testing. Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks! Another topic for a podcast sometime down the road. Thank you. Okay. But for the sake of empath living, when faced with, say, um, an intense emotion, take a breath or two, still your mind, and ask, Is this mine? And then listen to the answer. I've heard friends tell me about how they were on the road and they suddenly felt so angry. It's like, wait a minute, I'm not angry. They were taking on road rage. So, if you sense an emotion that is in fact yours, use your adulting skills to handle it as best as you can. So it's if it's not yours, Release it with love for the best outcome for everyone involved, and then leave it alone. Don't take it back on. That's not serving you. And nor does it serve the other person if you deny them this golden chance to learn and grow from their experience. Discernment comes in handy when you're in a crowd. There are places I don't like to go into any crowded place or a warehouse store. The big warehouse stores make me so anxious. I can feel the buy, 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 that gotta get the stuff energy that definitely carries me along in this wave of com consumerism, commercialism I don't like. So the way I handle it, I don't go to that particular store. My husband can handle it. He understands that I don't want to. So I don't go. 
Also, I'm a cancer survivor, so I am still dealing with that trauma. But the facilities I go to for follow-up, you would think after all this time, you know, what, six, seven years clear, the places I, I should be able to go there, and they still, they still get to me. I mean, not only because of the reason I'm there for cancer follow-up, but also because there are other people there who are in various stages of that experience, whether they're starting it, they're in the midst of it, or they're in follow-up care too. My empathy for them is way off the charts. I feel where they are in the process. And it hurts my heart so deeply that anyone else is going through it. It would have been great if it could have just ended with me, but no, other people haven't. So I get there and I remind myself to breathe. And to send out love to everyone. You know, patients and staff, the same. I ask for the best outcome for everyone and breathe. Boy, howdy, do I breathe there. And then on the way home, as my husband drives, I take a nap. I think naps are one of my best friends, and I think an empath can use a nap. Your consciousness can travel to another realm to just shake off the emotions around you, to rebalance you. To clear your head and heart of the other people's emotions and the other energies you picked up. So what it boils down to is to give yourself time to recover from an empath activity. Whether you take a snack or you take a nap or have a snack or you meditate, take a walk, connect with Mother Nature if that's where your talents lie. Just do something you love to bring you back to yourself. So I would not advise using the media as a means to recover. I need to update my notes. I would not advise using the media as a means to, uh, to recover. The media can be so overwhelming. News today is fraught with the emotions and reactions to and of events going on Social media is chock full of people and their opinions. Some you may agree with, and others, eh, not so much. So as I scroll through, I, I read a, a lot of people screaming out in anger about everything. <sighs> you know, everybody's an idiot but them. Yeah, it's just oh, so tense for me. So whether I agree with your viewpoint or not, that intensity really does build for me. So I now know when I need to get off of my social media. I limit my screen time. Now, is that easier said than done? Yeah, sometimes. But remembering it's for my peace of mind, I can commit to that effort and I will do better at limiting my time. 
So a basic tenet of Buddhism is detachment. It's, it's not to get invested in other people and their karma. Well, at first, one may think that I have to care. But see, this is not about caring. We can care. But to get wound up in someone else's drama, oh, that is so draining. It's not that I don't care. I do. But I understand you have to handle your own issues. You have to learn your own lessons. I cannot learn them for you. How refreshing it is to stay out of other people's hyped up drama. So then I breathe, I smile, and I move on. I have to maintain my balance and see my options, take my actions with calm, peace, and hope. So some of these folks who have a lot of drama going around, around going on around them, does that mean I release some of those people from my life? Yup. <laughs> there was a situation that as soon as I was able to identify that a particularly, that someone who was close to us baited me every time we spoke, I started a conversation with another involved person. And that conversation prompted action so now as much as this baiting person tries to make me feel guilty for being standoffish I don't play into that I stand my ground I have a solid boundary with that baiter there have been times that people have met me and told me their life story out of the blue I mean all I said was hello <laughs> and some have under and and then they go off. Now some of these folks understand when I say, "Oh, gotta go," and some don't. It is a skill, another skill to learn. It's still about boundaries, but this is a technique to use in boundaries where you can say, "Oh, excuse me, I have to go now." Bye. Thank you. It's gonna take some practice, but you needn't be rude. You be definite, then you walk away or direct them out. <laughs> There's a friend of mine who has exit objects in her office. She was telling me that these objects have a place of honor by her door, and she'll change them up every so often. And she uses these objects to redirect someone's attention when she's ready for the conversation to end. She guides them over to the exit object and said, Oh, have I shown you the statue or painting or floral arrangement? She'll give a little information about it and then closes the conversation with a thank you for stopping by and she shows them the door and they're gone. Well, before I learned that, I had been in a situation where a woman talked to me extensively about a past life she had. I mean, extensively. And it, it wasn't so much a conversation to which I could contribute as her going on about it. And she went on. I felt trapped, to be honest. She was taking advantage of me and the situation. So, empaths care deeply for people 
oftentimes putting themselves at the bottom of the list. So, rather than listen to this woman go on and on and on, I now have in place the I gotta go line. Thank you so much for this enlightening conversation. I, I, I really must, must go. No, no, thank you. Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. And then I turn around and walk. And it took me a few times to get it down. But I feel empowered when I am able to end a conversation that is going nowhere. That is just taking advantage of me. So whether it's because of chemo or my empathic abilities kicking in a notch, I'm really sensitive to noise. I also don't like strong scents. And sometimes it makes me sad, but I'm not able to eat the spicy foods as much as I like. I don't know. It could be age, chemo, empathic gifts, but I am not able to handle all the muchness or extra as I was once able to. So I pay attention. I'll ask my kids to turn the TV volume down. There are some vloggers I can handle during the day that are way too much for me in the evening when I'm tired. My family understands and respects those limits. Yeah, the first couple of times there was a what? Okay. But as I'm better able to express my feelings and needs, they've been able to integrate it, go along with it. Okay, boundaries. I'm going to keep talking about boundaries here. These are good things to have in place. Some folks will be all like an ox trying to break through your boundaries because what? They don't think the rules apply to them. Ah, they think you're weak. They've had to deal with the same stuff you haven't. And look how they turned out. Yeah, right. Boundaries are necessary. This may just be the boundary podcast. <laughs> But boundaries are necessary, and you will find those who don't believe the boundaries apply to them. And yeah, those are exactly the people the boundaries have been put in place to keep at bay. Please stay firm with your boundaries. Do not break down to those people. They choose to ignore your boundary? That's okay. Walk away. Or report them or, or do what you need to to leave the situation. But please don't let them get to you. It's, it may be hard at first. And, and remember, you don't owe them any explanation. You set the boundary. You walk away. Breathe. Release. Breathe some more. And understand that it is their problem, not yours. Yeah. Empaths can feel compelled to fix other people's problems, and that's why boundaries can be a challenge. Why you don't want to end excessive conversations. You may, you may want to avoid conflict when you lay out your boundaries. But give it a try. Stand your ground or walk away. But don't put your own peace of mind on the line. I have not asked you to toughen up and deal with this extraness. No. No, see, that would be asking you to disrespect your needs, and I would be disrespecting your boundaries. That's not what we're here for. 
I want you to learn to put boundaries in place. So, whether you walk away, spend time in the garden, meditate, be with people who understand you, who vibrate with your high frequency, who uplift you, do those things you need to take care of yourself first. So, and until next time, blessings.